Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Welcome back to New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks and Matthias Kiwanuka. Kiwi, time to dive into some of the hot topics in around the NFL as we head into week six. Can you believe it? Week six of the NFL season. And let's start first and foremost. If anybody stayed up and watched all four quarters of that Thursday (laughs) night football game, it was just God awful. Um, It is bad football. Tom Brady came out this week and he said that, you know, the film he's watching, it's just bad football all around. Like, and even let's go back to last Thursday, bad football. Um, So two two part question here for you, Matthias. Number one, you know, I, I think we are all are in agreement that it's, it's bad football. How bad, and why do you think the product has gotten so bad? I mean, I think, um, you know, when you look at the the schedule, the way they put it out, first of all, it does get a little better. You know, next week we have New Orleans, Arizona, then we have Baltimore, uh, Tampa, you know, Philly and Houston. So it, it will it will get a little bit better. But I just think that it was probably um, expected to be one of the lower rated games. And so they, they scheduled it this way. But I don't think there's anything that could have prepared us for what it was going to look like yesterday. Last, I mean, Thursday. Thursday was, I mean, there was bad technique. There was bad play calling. There was uh, bad execution. You know, when you have, you know, um, ineligible men down the field and then you also have, you know, linemen who don't know what their, their blocking assignments are and, and all this and that. I think if you're a fan or a student of the game, it's just very difficult to watch. But uh, the good news is there are a lot of great games on the slate, um, you know, week to week. But Thursday Night Football this far just has not been it. No, it, it, it has not. And, and But listen, Kiwi, it's, it's beyond Thursday night football, right? Like, um, you know, there, there's just uh, beyond Thursday night football, like this is the year that Justin Fields was supposed to take a step up. Granted, the yes. organization didn't do him any favors. They didn't bring in any offensive linemen. They didn't draft any offensive linemen. This was the year that Matt Ryan was going to lead the Colts to win the division. Better upgrade from Carson Wentz. That didn't happen. Like, there's just, this is the year that, um, you know, uh, Russell Wilson leaves Seattle and goes to Denver and makes Denver a competitor in that division. Like, you know, there, there's just there's there's so many storylines where the expectations were so high. And um, like, OK, so, for example, I feel I feel it's just horrific offensive line play across the board. I feel the I feel offensive line has it just it it just absolutely sucks that's my that's 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 <laughs> i just think it i think it's horrible i think offensive line play across the nfl majority of teams i think it's just it's really bad and the general managers in the teams that value i call them dancing bears the the the, the general managers in in you know front offices who value the trenches who still think old school football mm-hmm. i those are the organizations that are winning because because at the end of the day football is football and it is one in the trenches. The the one thing I will say is week to week, and you know the the Giants struggled with this a lot last year, and and to some extent you know this year. But 
making changes to the offensive line week to week, you know, playing people from, you know, a guard and now putting them in a tackle and, oh, we're going to move. Those switches do not just happen overnight. You know, it is a very uh, technical game. You know, as you get up there older in age, if you're used to or your body literally becomes physically accustomed to playing a certain position. So if you take a right tackle who's been, you know, kickstepping on his right leg, you know, you know, his weight, full weight on his left leg for years and years and years, and you just shift him over to the other side. Yeah, he can get it mentally, but technically to shift your body weight and now to be in a position where your opposite groin is being asked to, to carry the load. I don't think people understand how difficult of the task that is, you know, when you get to the NFL. There are certain parts of your body that are just mechanically built that way. You know, we used to laugh at, at O.C. He would walk in the building and he always used to lean to the left. Even to this day, if you see him walk around, he always has a little bit of lean to the left and he's like yeah as a right defensive end for so long his body just naturally shifted that way um so i think there has to be a lot more credit paid to um you know when these guys are being asked to to shift from inside to outside and then there needs to be more continuity and i always say you know get some veterans in these meeting rooms like like get some there's there's some guys sitting on a couch somewhere who could come in and show these young guys how to work how to work in concert how to take care of their bodies and and how to prepare themselves for a long and an even longer season than than when i played so um i think there's a there's a lot of things and you know then you take away you know how much we used to hit compared to how much they hit now. So there's just not as many opportunities for them to get the actual looks, you know, and I hate to say it because I was, you know, I was, you know, my body was beaten up and I thought, you know, when they started, um, you know, changing the practice rules, I said, guys are going to be able to play for, you know, 19, 20 years now if we're not hitting this much in practice. They can play longer, but they have to understand that you have to take every practice rep extremely seriously and be under, be able to understand how the guy next to you is going to move. It's, uh, it's here's the thing at the end of the day it doesn't matter how bad the play is you know the nfl has never been better right financially they're thriving which is just is insane to me but i think what we are going if if, if stuff doesn't get better if offensive line play doesn't get better i I think we're you know i think what makes the nfl so great kiwi is parody and and if 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 this continues you're gonna have the haves and have nots you really yeah. are, and 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 we're and we're not going to have the parity that I feel makes the NFL so great. Uh, again, Matthias Kiwanuka, Anita Marks, you're listening to New York Game Day. Some other big news heading into Week Six, and that is uh, we've got our first fire at head coach, Matt Rule. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, let go. Wilkes now the interim uh, head coach, and uh, and not only that, Baker Mayfield is dealing with some ailments, so uh, he's not going to start. He's going to be out a few weeks. P.J. Walker is going to get the start. So w- what does this mean for, for Carolina? And, oh, by the way, they're traveling to, the, to, to Los Angeles. They're taking on a Rams team whose offense is just absolutely god-awful. Unbelievable. You want, now, you want, now you really want to talk about bad football. How do you go from winning a Super Bowl to, uh, to, to being the worst offense in the NFL? It's, that, par- that's bizarre to party me. party for an entire offseason in yeah, L.A. That's, that's, that's true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. True that. True that. Um, but, but you know, bring us inside this organization, you know, because we see a lot of times, Kiwi, teams could do one of two things, right? They could just, they crash and burn because, you know, you know, so much turmoil within the organization or they, 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 they come together and it re-energizes them. Uh-huh. And I was speaking to David Newton, who covers the Carolina Panthers on my LA radio show and he was telling me this organization, these these players in this locker room love PJ Walker, like love him, will, like will love to go to battle with him. Mm-hmm. 
And 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 he said, listen, this is a defense that can get after a quarterback. He said he's not counting Carolina out. So take us inside that locker room. What can we realistically expect from Carolina this week? I think it depends. You know, if you're inside the locker room, it would depend on whether or not they believe that Matt Rule was the problem. Not saying that, you know, the play calling or this and that, but from a, a person-to-person perspective, if they thought, hey, you know, if this guy leaves, then we'll be better off. If the perception in there is that we're going to be better off, then what happens is, hey, guys, listen, we have what we asked for. It is time for us to <clears throat> to go out there and to perform. And that's when you can end up with these teams that, that rally around because, you know, you can, you can have a guy um, – that you believe in and if he can get a hundred percent effort and maximum you know you know attention being paid to everything from everybody from top to bottom the team is automatically going to be better whether his play calling is better or not whether his structure his system is better or not if you have everybody bought into it you're going to get better results out there on the field if that's not the case then it becomes you know unfortunately it's a every man for himself situation you gotta you gotta you still gotta take care of your family you gotta understand that you know, I'm a professional. I'm going out here to do a job. Every time I step on the field, there are 31 other teams that are evaluating me and are either going to cross me off a list or put me on the top of a list to have another very high-paying job in a career that I've worked my entire life to be in. So there's always a reason once you step on that line to give your absolute best performance. But in terms of teams that rally, usually that means, you know, when you when you see that, what that means is that the perception inside was that, hey, you know, if we can just – you know, make this change, this team will be better off for it. So I guess we're going to see here pretty soon. Um, don't, don't, don't sleep now. Don't sleep on that Carolina Panthers team. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. especially against uh, just a horrible, horrible uh, Rams offense. Um, let's talk about the Eagles. Let's go from horrible football to good football, possibly great football. They look um, good. Man, they look so good. And yep. here's the thing, Kiwi, you know this better than anyone. They have depth. It's a long, grueling season. Dudes get injured. Dudes don't play well. They're playing hurt. They're playing sore. When you have that much depth, boy, uh, does it go a long way. Mm. Dare I say the Eagles could go undefeated this season? I mean, listen, they've got the count. Like, as we know, the NFC East has the easiest division, okay, in, in, in all of the league. <laughs> so they've got the Cowboys this week at home with Cooper Rush. I, I just don't think the offense production that Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys um, present is going to be able to keep up with the Eagles. Just my two cents. But nonetheless, the Packers and the Titans. Uh, th- those are the, the those are the three most difficult. Those are the three most difficult uh, teams that they're playing against. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody else is like the Texans or you know the Lions or right okay mm-hmm. so you can wager right now that the Eagles are going to go undefeated at 23 to 1 23 to 1 is that a bet you would make based on what you've seen from the Eagles and knowing that their schedule is mighty easy No I would I wouldn't make that bet cuz there's too many factors at play even if they get to a position where they, they look like they're running the table, you're going to have the question of do we rest our players going into the playoffs or do we play everybody, which which could you know potentially hurt those odds. But then also, you got to remember, divisional games are really tough to win no matter what, and especially when you get a team that you know potentially has nothing to lose going up against a team that you know is looking to you know go undefeated or, or to win it all. That's when you get surprisingly your your best game out of out of um out of those teams just because it's a it's a pride thing. And then you know these these coordinators, you you see a team twice a year, you know you can 
there's there's a lot of you know chess and and, and games that are being played throughout the season. They're going to show some things on film. They're going to hide some things on film, getting prepared for you know that next time when you um, when you have to play. So I wouldn't take that bet just because you know after playing you know nine years in a league, I realize that there are some things that are going to be out of your control. And if you get down to the stretch, you know, and and you're already clinched you know, and you have home field advantage, then you need to start looking at the bigger picture, which is, you know, let's, let's go get this championship. Let's go get this trophy. And you're going to make some decisions that wouldn't necessarily be the best for the short term. Well, I've laid the wager. <laughs> okay. Okay. You might, but I've, I've already, I've laid, I've laid the wager. I just, I'm so uber impressed with this team. I I'm am impressed. So, I'm so uber impressed with, with um, Jalen Hurts. He's gone above and beyond anything I expected this season, mm-hmm. and uh, and and I just I'm looking at the schedule and I'm going, wow, like like the stars have aligned so properly for this Eagles team. We'll mm-hmm. see if they could get past Dallas uh, on on Sunday night. Um, another probably the biggest game uh, on the slate today is four o'clock Bills in Kansas City. Right, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, you know, and, and you've got a Bills team. They were 12, was it 12 seconds away from beating Kansas City? They, they, whether you mm-hmm. agree or disagree with the overtime rules, they are what they are. And the Bills did not get another chance to, to score a touchdown. So Kansas City uh, advanced. The Bills, I'm sure they didn't get a wink of sleep all summer long, just waiting for this matchup. If you are a Bills player, you know, like, like how much, how much of a motivational factor is that in regard to what happened in the postseason last year? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. I mean, you go to sleep thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. I'm sure it's mentioned, you know, almost every week, you know, during maybe even every day during the off season, you know, the coaches are going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to keep poking at that wound to try to get everybody, um, everybody focused and, and ready to go. I mean, opportunities, don't come around that often when you have teams that are are assembled and have the ability to to be great like the you know like the bills and the chiefs right like both of these teams you have to take advantage and i think um every veteran on both both of these sidelines is going to know that is going to understand that and that's going to be infectious it's going to feed down to the younger guys and i think we're in for um, a great show spags his defense is going to be fired up he's going to have you know things that he like i said that he's you know saved in his his back pocket some unconventional looks so there's going to be some some confusion out there on the offense so we're going to have to see – we're going to get to see both um, quarterbacks go head-to-head. Yeah, I, I do like Kansas City getting the points. I actually – I was able to grab it at plus three and a half. Kansas City at home with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is 2-0-1 against the spread as a dog. And now you're telling me he's home with a revenge game against the Bills, whose secondary is somewhat of an infirmary. Man, I, I just I, – I like Kansas City in this matchup. Uh, last but not least, before I let you go – uh, more charges now this week for Deshaun Watson, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this came out. You know how how do you how do you think the league should handle this? Because you know he already settled the twenty something odd um, you know uh, civil lawsuits that were out there on him. Mm-hmm. Now here's another one that pops up. So you know how, how do you feel? Because I I know you're 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 very close with with folks like in and around the league and the league offices and whatnot. How does the league, how does, how does Cleveland, how should they handle the situation? Especially if, if, if this is, uh, listen, 
I wouldn't be surprised if more women come forward, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's true or not, whatever the case may be, I just, I don't think that this is going to go away anytime soon. So how would you like to see the Cleveland Browns in the league handle the situation? I mean, I'd like for them to to give the proper, um, I guess, credence would be the word to it, you know, because these are individuals whose lives have been affected. But at the same time, you know, the, the NFL doesn't, you know, do things halfway. You know, they I'm sure that they've done their due diligence and that they've, you know, explored and have an understanding that, yeah, some new things may come out. But this is a, a civil lawsuit. Um, you know, if these were criminal charges, I feel like it would have to, you know, take a, a different shape or a different form. But, you know, a, a civil lawsuit that, you know, should be paid attention to, um, you know, not to discredit the, the young lady who, you know, who had the issues. But, um, you know, but at the same time, you know, at, at some point, you know, everything has to be investigated. It needs to be, um, the decisions have to be made and then we have to move forward. He is Matthias Kiwanuka. I am Anita Marks. You're listening to New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, quick break. We come back. We've got a lot more coming your way. Also, don't forget, we got Mike Tannenbaum, who's going to be joining us at the top of the 10 o'clock hour. So stay tuned. Again, it is New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. 
Kimi and I were talking about it at the beginning of the show. Can't wait to see this match between Wink Martindale, the defenses that he's going to disguise against Lamar Jackson. How quickly does Lamar Jackson pick those up? Boy, uh, this is going to be a real, real fun game to watch today. There's no denying that. By the way, coming up on November 18th, want to remind you, the Michael K. Show is celebrating their 20 years on ESPN Radio 98.7 ESPN New York with a live broadcast and after party at the Palladium in Times Square. So uh, going to have special guests, giveaways, much more. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 4 o'clock. More info, head over to kshow20.com. Again, that's kshow20.com. And of course, uh, they hope to see you all out there. By the way, this portion of the show brought to you by Tullamore Irish Whiskey. Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, the original Triple blended, triple distilled, triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Make sure to grab a Tullamore Dew during tonight's action. Remember, when it's game time, it's Tully time. So please enjoy responsibly. Also brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management. For a pain-free life, visit samuelpain.com. And brought to you by Weissman Bourbon from Kentucky Owl. Please enjoy responsibly. Uh, and, uh, and driven by Coach USA. Make your commute to the city easy on a Coach USA bus for schedules and fares. Go to CoachUSA.com or download the Coach USA app, uh, app to buy, store, and scan your tickets. With that being said, Kiwi, it is time for my locks of the week. Anita's three locks of the week. All right, here we go. Locks of the week again for two straight weeks. I went three and zero, oh, so I'm sitting at twelve and three right now. I am twelve and three on the season with Anita's locks of the week. Somebody pinch me. That is just so folks know that is phenomenal. It's phenomenal and it's unrealistic. So you know, I always try to tell people like you know, um, if if you are if you are handicapping games and you're anywhere between fifty six or fifty seven, fifty eight percent, you're doing great. You're winning money. So, you know, at, at mm. this is this is unheard of. This is abnormal. Right. Um, you know, yeah, a lot of it is my is my research and my handicapping. But a lot of it is luck as well. That's for sure. OK, so uh, so we're just thrilled to be 12 and three. And hopefully I could go three and oh again this week. All right. So I'm going to start with my best bet, Kiwi. My best bet is the Seattle Seahawks first half plus one. Arizona has been outscored 38 to nothing in the first quarter this season. Arizona's only scoring on 21% of their offensive series in the first half. Meanwhile, Seattle is scoring on 63% of their offensive drives in the first half. They are the second best offense in the NFL behind the Bills. They are top five in pass. They are top five in rush. They average eight yards per play against the Saints last week, which in my opinion is a better defense than the Arizona Cardinals. So this is my best bet, Seattle Seahawks plus one first half. What say you? I like it. I, li- I like it for the reasons that, that you just stated, right? So you put your um, you put your statistical analysis behind it, but I like it for Geno. You know, did you see the, the quote that he had? You know, everybody wrote me off, but I just didn't write back or something to that effect. Right, I, right, I, right, I just, right. This game, this game is so tough, right? And so when you see guys go through adversity and take a, a lashing or a beating publicly and go down and they get that opportunity and they seize it and come back firing like it, it's to me that that's more fun to watch than almost anything else you know because i know how tough this game is and i know how how many guys are extremely talented have the potential and then you know an injury or a bad situation or a coaching change can, can change the entire trajectory of their career so yeah i like this for them so that's number one number two 
I'm going with the same. I'm going with the Bengals. Bengals minus two and a half. Okay, it's at three right now. What I'm going to do is I'm going to buy the hook down, which means I'm going to buy the half a point down, which means I have to lay $123 to win $100 as opposed to laying $110 to win $100. Okay, so I'm going to buy the Saints down. I mean, the Saints, keep on saying the Saints. I'm going to buy the Bengals down to minus two and a half. Follow me here. Andy Dalton going up against his former team. Uh, the Saints, their defense, quarterbacks are only averaging 57% completion percentage. That's first and foremost. Uh, the Saints are not going to have Michael Thomas. They're not going to have Landry. They're not going to have Olave, based on on what uh, Adam Schefter is reporting. Also, on the defensive side of the ball, they're not going to have Lattimore. And this is a defense they only have one interception on the season. Meanwhile, for the Bengals, they're 6-1 and one against the spread their last seven games. Uh, Joe Burrow in this offense is finally coming around. Their vertical pass game is has become on point. The Saints, bottom five in pressure rate against opposing quarterbacks, so Joe Burrow should have all the time he wants back there, and Burrow and Jamar Chase go back to LSU. That's right. Well, LSU is in uh, Baton Rouge. They go back to New Orleans. They played in the Dome. They're going back home in in front of friends and family. I love the Bengals in this spot a lot. Also, with no uh, Thomas and Landry and Olave, uh, Taysom Hill, anytime touchdown at plus 225. Man jump on that but my play is Bengals minus two and a half what do you say you had me with uh burrow chase going back home to play you know a, a quarterback wide receiver combo you know going back you know playing in front of their family and and you know crowd that they that they're um they won a national championship there that could be explosive man yeah yeah I, I, they're they're gonna have some some extra fire but it's not just you know it's not just like a you know it's like a, a safety going back home or something like these are two players who have a uh an ability to really affect the outcome of the game so yeah i'll go with you on that one uh last but not least i'm playing a two-team teaser so what does that mean i'm taking two teams and i get six points and they could go either way okay so I'm, I'm teasing the Tampa Bay Bucks down to minus four. They're at minus 10 right now going up against the Steelers. Okay. Brady, get this. These are some unbelievable stats here. Are you ready? Brady is 12 and three against the Pittsburgh Steelers in his career with 34 touchdown passes. He has his best passer rating against the Steelers at 112. Out of all the teams that he has faced, his passer rating against the Steelers is number one. Okay. No Minka Fitzpatrick, no, no TJ Watt. And they're missing three of their stop, top starting corners. Sutton's out, Witherspoon's out, Wallace is out. Meanwhile, for the Bucks, wide receiving core is getting healthier. Godwin, Mike Evans, Russell Gage, all expected to be active and attractive today. And here's where it really gets interesting. Tom Brady is 23-5 against rookie quarterbacks. 12 straight wins against rookie quarterbacks. You know the first rookie to ever beat Tom Brady was Ben Roethlisberger. And he goes up against Kenny Pickett today. You're marinating it. Yeah, I hear I it. Can't, I can't go with you on this one. Tom, what? No, no. Well, I was thinking. Um, Tom, no. Tom Brady didn't make the. He didn't make the trip with the team. He did. He didn't make the Saturday walkthrough. He, you know, he has got some some family stuff going on that's been well reported and well documented on. So he didn't. You know, he didn't make the Saturday walkthrough, and he's going to catch up with the team out there. He's got a lot of stuff on his mind. Um, Carolina's coach. You know, the, their coaching situation just changed so you know, we have yet to uh, i can't i can't i can't co-sign on this one i'll give you i'll give you the first two no 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 he's going up against the steelers he's going up against the steelers not not carolina he's going up against the steelers uh, my my other play is the panthers so but but he's going up against the pittsburgh steelers that's what i'm saying but the no, you said carolina made a coaching steelers change. but i'm saying he's got too many things 
Yeah, he's got too many things going on. So so you had you had the the two games, right? So you had um, the. Bucks, well, I haven't I haven't Steelers, talked about the Panthers, the Panthers yet. Rams, right? Right. So, but you're saying okay. So okay. my first my first okay. part of my tease, you said you're not on. You're not on. You think you think Pittsburgh's going to beat the the no. Bucks in that defense with Kenny Pickett? I think I think there's just there's too much going on, or, you know, in Tampa Bay right now. I think they 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 this is an opportunity for them. Wow. Okay. Interesting. It's really, it's really hard to play football when your fa- when your family life is not when your family not is not together to the point where I don't think it's very often that he hasn't traveled with the team the the night before the game. So I, I you know I'm, you know I hope he can he can go out there and, and put a good one together. I just don't see it happening. Interesting. And last but not least, uh, my my two part. Uh, teaser to this is the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to tease them up to plus 16 against the Rams. The Rams are just god awful. Uh, they just really are. And and I think we're just taking a minute to truly process that. <laughs> Meanwhile, as you said, Carolina coaching change. I spoke to David Newton. <laughs> I spoke to David Newton, who covers the Panthers. They said that this team has been re-energized. Not that they didn't like Matt Rule. Um, but they love P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker, 2-0 and in his last two starts with a point differential 52-10. to So, you know, and, and it, it's not like, you know, this is a uh, uh, Carolina Panthers defense is top 10 in pressure rate. So I think I just I think the Rams are going to win. I just like Carolina getting 16 points against a, a, an offense that has just been that bad this season. So that's my two team teaser. So I'm teasing the Bucks down to minus four. And I'm teasing the Panthers up to plus six, but you interesting. You're you're, you're saying that, uh, that. Let me ask you this, because the Bucks are my are my the Bucks are my survivor. I'm still alive in Survivor, one of the very few who are out there. But um, do you do you think you think that with all that with Minka Fitzpatrick out, no Watt, three corners out, you think a, a rookie quarterback is going to win against that Bucks defense? No, I don't think that they're going to win I just think it's going to be a completely different type of game so I wouldn't I would stay away from it I wouldn't bet on it and I I think there's there's an opportunity there um, because there is so much going on you're talking about the the leader of this team you're talking about you know the the guy the guy that everybody looks to having this much going on in personal life that's been public and been documented and now it's affecting his travel schedule he's a creature of habit he's used to his routine I'm just saying watch out for this one Mm, interesting interesting hmm all right well these are my locks of the week hopefully i go three three and oh uh kiwi thinks i'm possibly going to go two and one it's all good uh we'll see how this all all plays out now that game is going to be even more interesting to me um so these are your locks of the week again just to recap first half seattle seahawks plus one uh, the Bengals minus two and a half. I'm going to buy the hook down and a two team teaser teasing the bucks down to minus four and the Carolina Panthers up to plus 16. Those are my three locks of the week. We come back Mike Tannenbaum. Oh no, actually, no, we come back. We have Jordan Renan who's going to be joining us. So excited to get Jordan on. We'll, we'll do a deeper dive into the giants and Ravens matchup. And then of course, at the top of the hour, 10 AM, Mike Tannenbaum will join us right here on 98.7. Yes. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. 
Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. For Anita Marks, Mike Tannenbaum, I am Matthias Kiwanuka. Joining us now for our segment is Jordan Renan for one of my favorite parts of the show where we get to take a deep dive into what the Giants have going on. Jordan, how are you doing? Doing all right, Kiwi. 4-1. First time since 2009. <laughs> Remember that one? I was. What stands, I was. What stands I, out about that? Yeah, day? I was. I do. What's that? What, I said, what stands out about that season when you think back? Oh, nine. Uh, oh, um, I, I just, I, I remember the confidence that we had, you know, going back, you know, you're talking about like right after, um, you know, we had already won one that those couple of years after we won that championship, we were like, we were getting after it you know and there was a high level of confidence everybody expected us to win every single game inside and outside of the building what about you yeah i mean that was like the year after the the year before was the, the plaxico year right but that that you guys mm-hmm. thought was your best team so like, oh nine you were like coming back you're like i felt like you guys had something to prove a little bit because you were less disappointed that year before that's kind of what comes to my mind for 09. Yeah. From a from a personal perspective, you know, like being injured watching the team go on without you to to win a Super Bowl, it was it was imperative for me to to get back to the championship. Obviously, it didn't happen for a couple more years after that, but um but I, I do remember You got it though. You got it. In the locker you got room. it. We got it, the, but the feeling in the locker room was was similar. And let me ask you this: We're talking about the you know the the, the current situation for the Giants right now, coming into this season. Yeah. The expectations probably for most people were not as high as you know they are right now. What do you what do you think? Is yep, this a team that sure. has the maturity and has the experience to to continue this type of play and to and to take it the entire season, or do you think this is just hey you know they're they're having a great time right now? Let's just enjoy it while it lasts. 
I think they're just feeling good about themselves. I mean, they've had a very professional attitude the whole time. You know, like we take it day by day, really. They really haven't looked forward. You haven't seen a lot of them, like, feeling themselves. And I think that's a good sign. Uh, and the flip side is, like, okay, yes, you know, they've done a lot of good things, right? And, and they've played well defensively, especially in the red zone, you know, third down, stuff that keeps the opponents from scoring. Uh, they've run the ball really well. At the same time, you wonder, like, they're – it, they can win games this way. Uh, can you sustain this long term? Now, at some point mm-hmm. in today's NFL, you're going to have to be able to throw. the 31st in the NFL throwing the football, right? Like, at some point, they're yeah. going to have to get healthier wide receivers. They're going to have to be a little more explosive offensively. It's hard to win this way consistently and sustain it, but that schedule's favorable. So I think, uh, you know, they're feeling good about themselves. That, that The defense, I think, feels great. That, that Shutting out Aaron Rodgers in the second half, can, can do a lot for a group and, and their mentality. Like, like that's like validation. Like, we are doing things right. We have the guys here to be successful. So I, I, I think they could definitely keep building off that. Yeah. Going into this week, you know, Lamar and, you know, uh, going up against a coaching staff that knows your defensive coordinator very intimately – what do you think that they need to do? I'm personally a big proponent of once you establish your identity, you allow the guys to continue to play that way. Don't try to, you know, overcompensate and throw too many wrinkles in there. What do you think that they need to do? Uh, let's start defensively and then go offensively in order to come out of this game with a win. Yeah, I agree. I don't think you're going to see them change up that much defensively. Uh, Drew Wilkins, who's the outside linebackers coach, was saying like when you play Lamar, you have to be disciplined, but also the key here is everybody needs to run to the ball, like every play. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of like what this group has been doing, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of something that this group has been very good at, you know, staying disciplined, keeping with their assignments, and then hustling and, and playing hard. And uh, like you said, I don't think you're going to see that much change in Wink Martindale, even though they've been uh, – a little short at the secondary at times. He's still coming. He's still blitzing. He's still showing exotic looks left and right. I mean, this is what the defense does, right? I mean, that's what he does. He's unabashed about it. That's what I think they're going to continue to do. Offensively, you know, they've been a little more innovative and thinking outside the box. I think they've tried to, like I said before, you know, they, they can't pass the ball consistently. So they're trying to work around it, right? I mean, they know they're limited offensively. So they, on that side of the ball, they're trying to come up with innovative ways. Like, you know, usually from the, what was it, the, the two-yard line, you're not running a double reverse to your tight end, right? <laughs> like, that that seems like a little gimmicky, a little, like, you're trying really hard to make something happen, but I feel like that's where they are offensively. So, on that side of the ball, they've been they've been doing that kind of stuff. But defensively, like you said, just stick to what's working, and, and I think, they're confident that they could do it here. And what Xavier McKinney told me, he said, look, when you play Lamar, like, there's no there's no one really fully comparable. He said, you know, the closest he's, he's seen was maybe, like, you know, gone against was, like, Jalen Hurts. But, like, that's totally, you know, that that's not the same level. At least it hasn't been up to this point of his career. And when you go against Lamar, like, you just have to go, and I think they, they, they preach this, and be, not hesitate. And, and not sit there and, and wait, yes. you know, try and contain. If you, if you sit there and wait, what he said is mm-hmm. he will make you look silly. You have to, when you make a decision, you have to go. No hesitation. 
full speed and go for it and try to make that tackle. Because if you wait and hesitate even a, a split second, Lamar will make you look stupid. Yeah, I think I think you hit it right on the head. Those are a couple of things that, um, you know, when I played with Spags, that's what he used to preach. His concept was arrows through snow, meaning you just go and you take your shot, get your head on the the act the, the appropriate side of the ball, and trust that the guy behind you is going to come and finish him off if you miss. Because exactly what you said, sitting back and waiting and trying to break down and corral him, he's got the ability to make some of the best athletes in the world look foolish. Um, Yep. You know, going back to the offensive side of the ball, is this is it a situation where you feel like there's going to have to be some significant roster moves made in order for them to get that done? You said that they that at some point they're going to need to get the ball down the field. Yeah. Right? So we've said that the offensive line is playing better. Maybe not great, but they're playing better. Daniel Jones's ankle yep. looked solid. You know, not you know it didn't it didn't look like it hindered him you know so much that he couldn't perform. But we still have right. that issue that we've always been talking about. Like who are his weapons? who are his threats at some point do you think that they go out and they scour and try to bring somebody in or or can they get it done with the names in the building yeah i don't think look they've been very disciplined of not spending you know more than the minimum on guys like the you know the veteran minimum and i, I really don't see them going out and making any big moves they're crossing their fingers right and hoping at some point mm-hmm. Kadarius tony kenny galladay uh, Wandale Robinson should be back this week now. He might not, you know, he might be eased in. I mean, you're talking about a rookie who played nine snaps and then got injured and missed four weeks. So I don't think the plan is, okay, let's throw him back in and get him out there for 50 snaps. But you might see him for 20, 30 snaps today. I think getting him back is a step in the right direction. And look, Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galli, I know everyone's like, oh, the second you say those names, you, just, you hear the collective groan, like, a, you know, from, from the fan base. <laughs> And look, I, we, I get it, but they didn't put them on injured reserve for a reason, right? They're expecting these guys back. What do you, what do you, let me, let me ask you this. What do you think the groan is about? What do you think the groan is? a groan about the money or is it they about the, the lack of performance? Yeah. I, both. I mean, one guy's getting paid $18 million. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet, right? I mean, you're talking about uh, 17 mm-hmm. and 5, 22, 22 games since, since they signed them. You, you, you're paying, you paid a lot of money and they're getting no production. And on top of that is these guys are always injured, right? They're not playing. They're not available. So just the, it's really a bit of both, I think, with, with those guys. Just, you know, and, and the fact that they don't have anybody else there. Like if they had guys there that were, you know, blowing up or, and performing at a really high level and the offense was slinging the ball around, then you'd be, you know, you could kind of excuse it. You could get over it. But when, when you don't, mm-hmm. And you're saying, well, what are our solutions here? Well, we kind of need these guys, right? One, we invested a first-round pick in. One, we invested $72 million in. We need to get something from these guys. Now, I'm not sure, you know, what we're honestly going to be able to get from Kenny Galladay, even when he does come back. Remember, they didn't want to play him beforehand. Uh, but Kadarius Tony, if he can get healthy, if, huge if, huge, 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 huge if, because he has not been able to stay healthy, at all in his first year and a half of the NFL, uh, you know, he, he can do some damage. So I think they're, they're just crossing their fingers right now and hoping to get something from those guys. Yeah. Speaking of health, you know, they've obviously been relying on, on the, the stud in the backfield, Saquon Barkley. You yep. know, is his health a concern to you at this point? Do you believe that, that he's got 
enough in the tank and that if they ride him this hard, is he going to be able to, to take them all the way through 18 games? Yeah, I mean, look, I think he's fine now. Like that shoulder that he left with the other day, I don't I don't think that's uh, – it didn't seem like anything most guys were concerned about this week. Saquon didn't seem very concerned about it. Uh, Brian Dable didn't seem very concerned about it. But, Kiwi, look around the league, man. You pick a team, pick a running back. I mean, the number of running backs uh-huh. in the NFL that have been injured or are injured, it's just such a crapshoot. I mean, can they, can a running back – sustain this workload and stay healthy an entire season sure i mean it's happened but if you look around the league it's that look jonathan taylor he's out right the 49ers lost the running back james connor's out for the cardinals i mean i could go team by team there are the, the javante williams is out for the year for the broncos right i mean there's it is such a hard position to uh to stay healthy long term i mean you hope he can. I, I don't. I don't think there's <laughs> there's nothing that you can do to, you know, you can say uh, you know, we. How can we keep him healthy? I mean, they need him offensively. They know it, right? I mean, he's playing a ridiculous amount of the snaps. Uh, mm-hmm. 89 percent of the snaps for a running back. I mean, he, he's he is their offense. We all know that. That's insane. So, uh, yeah, you're just you're just crossing your fingers. But remember, everybody's. Everybody is basically benefiting from him carrying such a wor- huge workload. The Giants, they need him, right? He's not signed long-term, so the Giants right now are like, well, let's see what we can get from him in the moment. We'll worry about everything else later. Saquon, he's, he's all for a big workload. He's looking to put up big numbers because he wants to get paid this offseason, right? He goes out there, and he get, and does stay healthy for this 18 mm-hmm. weeks. He's going to put up ridiculous numbers. Right, he's going to have two thousand plus yards, and somebody's going to pay him a lot of money. Probably, in some way, shape, or form, the Giants are going to give him a whole bunch of money. So, uh, everybody's motivated to, for him to have a, a huge workload right now. So, I, I don't, I don't see it changing. But you just at that position in the NFL, cross your fingers. That's it. Yeah, I've I've seen it, right? Like Mod Bradshaw, Brandon Jacobs, you know, I played Tiki Barber going all the way back. That position at that level takes a beating, you know, and it is it's something that is is very understated in terms of like what those guys go through week to week. So for me, you know, I was asking a question because yeah. I, I don't want to see him have to continue to carry this load. I would like to I would like for them to to find a way to get him some rest. You know, you can't just rest him during the week and practice. He, he needs some rest during the games. You got to take some of those hits off of him. You know, one if you're trying to make a playoff run towards the end, he he's going to need to be fresher. You know, um, and then two for him yeah. as a player. You know, without having that long term deal. I like him to be as healthy as he possibly can, which for me means, hey, those guys up front have got to get in gear. What's your what's your um, analysis of the offensive line play? You know, I've always said that they're playing better, not great. But what do you what are you seeing out there um, these last couple? Yeah, weeks? I think that's that that's a that's a pretty good summation right there. I think they're definitely playing better, not great. Uh, they're not a great, and I we've talked about this from day one. Their strength was going to be run blocking and not pass blocking. So I think you, you, we've seen that, right? Like. They are a better run blocking unit than they are pass blocking. I mean, that's their that's that's their Achilles heel. Like if they have to go back and straight pass block, they're not great on the interior. Evan Neal is you know struggling pretty badly in the, in that regard. But as far as the 
uh, run blocking. They've done a really good job this year. So you, you've got to give them credit there. It's an improved unit. It's certainly not perfect, but they are getting better. And uh, I think that that's kind of what you're going to get from this unit. I don't, I don't think look, this isn't, you know, your, you know, 07 to 11 unit right there. You know, they, they, this isn't, this isn't going to be that level unit. They don't have that kind of talent, right? They, they just don't. They don't have that, that, that talented group, especially mm-hmm. on the interior. So they're, they're sort of working around it in the meantime. And I think you've seen Brian Dable do a pretty and, – and Mike Kafka, give Mike Kafka, the offensive coordinator, a ton of credit. They've done a pretty good job of working with what they have. I think that that's something that really impresses me. They've noticed what the strengths and weaknesses of that, of this, that, that unit, the offensive line in particular – and the offense in general are, and they've, they're, they're working around it, right? And they're trying to hide those deficiencies as much as possible and produce offense in ways that mm-hmm. maybe is not uh, traditional. You know, things like I said before of the, uh, you know, the double reverse from, from in, you know, in the red zone or things like the Wildcat, which we've seen them run a whole bunch with Saquon. So, you know, it, it, but overall, I think you, you should be pretty happy because it is the unit is improved from the past few years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So both sides of the ball, offensive, defensive. I think the um, coordinators have done a good job. Players have done a good job in terms of of buying Absolutely. in. So uh, we got to cut to break. Jordan, as always, I, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your analysis. Um, enjoy the game. Enjoy the weekend. I guess we'll talk to you next weekend. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 